0: Hello and welcome to Columbus Local Podcast. I'm Linda Miko, and this is episode number 51. We have tonight Jason Levitt. Jason, how are you tonight? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Man, I love that you're here. It's, it's I really love good. that I'm here. This is awesome, man. <laughs> it is awesome and I know that we know you currently um, as the drummer for Distorted Silence. Indeed. That's just current, but what else, what else do you have going on currently?
1: Um, getting ready to actually, I've already started working on my second album. I'm just in a process of, uh, figuring out what songs I want to attack first. So everything's there recorded pretty much musically drums, guitar, bass. It's just a matter of getting lyrics written and, uh, vocals laid and that type of stuff. So hopefully by mid year this year, another release from from Jason Levitt. That's so awesome.
0: Yeah, glad to hear that glad you're you're cruising along with with uh, original music along with um, also getting out there staying in the scene yes yeah yeah original music is my passion and uh,
1: I would rather much just do that full time but uh, I do love getting out and playing covers and uh, getting on stage playing for people love to see people dance enjoy themselves to to the band It's fantastic yeah
0: yeah distorted silence is um, you know one of the 10 plus year bands have been running and, um, you know, bringing you in, I think was um, a real good thing with, with Rico and company. Um, you know, got, got a chance to, to see that, uh, rendition of you guys recently and, um, just a great mix of, of good songs and, um, great, great players all around, you know, that that's a really good four piece that that's uh, got you behind the kit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. enjoying myself, it's been a year now. Uh, anniversary of my first official gig was uh, February 4th. So in just over a year. And then, uh, you know, last, uh, August of 22, I did a filling gig and, um, was actually planning on retiring, which we've talked about briefly and, um, and just focusing on all my original stuff and, uh, you know, been hanging out with Rico and Renita quite a bit in the last few years and we just get along so well. And, uh, he was on me, man. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. <laughs> you know? I mean, I do and I don't. And uh finally, after a couple months of uh talking, I said,
0: okay, let's do it. Just when just when you thought you were out. Yeah, I did. I really did. I, they pulled you back in. They did. <laughs> they so did, man. He doesn't know that reference. He what? He doesn't know the Godfather reference. Oh, but... Diana knows that. She does. She does. From the Godfather movie. Right. The Godfather three movie. Actually so, I do know the reference because I've seen the meme, thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Diana's she's in the she's in the background, having a good time. Oh, yeah, my beautiful lady sitting over there <laughs> chilling. So um so Jason, you know, you've been in the scene some time. Um in I I, I know that there's a lot of um long-term projects you know that you've you've led um that you've driven um but i'd like to really kind of go back to where this started for you and kind of get your musical journey you know a lot of us see you um we've enjoyed all your your uh, original music and and the various uh, cover bands that you've uh, been a part of and or have driven yourself but um i think we'll cover all some of that most of that But where'd this start for you? Uh, Started from my parents. Um, My dad actually,
1: you know, through high school years, played drums, guitar as well. And uh, just their influence. Like my mom always said to me, she goes, you danced before you walked. And uh, I just loved music. Just loved it from the get-go. It was always a part of our household. And uh, on my eighth birthday, I got my first drum set and my first guitar. So that's,
0: that's where it started for me, man. That's so awesome. Yeah. So you, um, are from where, where was that uh, growing up? Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I was born in Zanesville, but grew up in Thornville, uh, which is just Buckeye Lake essentially just on the outskirts of Buckeye Lake there. So yeah, just grew up out there and went to high school out there. Um, you know, left for, tried the college thing. Then came back home. I wanted to try to be a rock star. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that didn't work out so well
0: <laughs> you're still out there doing it though man you yeah, know you that, are you are a rock star yeah just a passion here. man just it's just love the music. music's all it is yeah yeah so um in, in thornville um east of the columbus area um definitely um getting that early exposure um Why? Why the drums and and the guitar? Was it just the influence from the family that 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 you had, or were you just like a natural fit to those things? A
1: little bit of both. Um, So my dad, he was the Zeppelin, Deep Purple guy. My mom was the Elvis, uh, somewhat country gal, and uh, my dad just you know gave me that heavy influence. I just Zeppelin right off the bat, and they both loved to dance. I remember them having house parties and, and putting on Lakeside, you know, and just that funk just that influence and stuff. And then, uh, I think the biggest thing that happened for me, I was around four or five years old. Um, my aunt and uncle babysitting me and I had two cousins, two girls, uh, both older than me. And in their bedroom, they had kiss alive the poster on their wall. which scared the hell out of me (laughs) at four and five years old. Yeah. But I was even being scared. I was obsessed. I was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. What is this? They're scaring the hell out of me. But man, can we listen to kiss alive? Can we listen to this record guys and kiss alive? And that's where it all started for me around four or five years old. And I didn't get the first musical instrument until eight. So, that's that's
0: where that uh, yeah that's she and uh, oh my God. just the, the, yeah. the, I never heard anything yeah. like that album Black was, Diamond was, just so raw and it was the second album I bought when I was a kid in the mid seventies was nice. Kiss, Kiss Alive that first that first Kiss Alive album but she and yeah just the whole album was right. great nothing bad
1: on it well the drum solo for me you know hundred thousand years in, in, in Peter and, yeah uh, and uh, of course for me that life changed for me in 1982 when I dropped a needle on creatures of the night. So, and Eric Carr and hearing that bombastic drum sound and that power, like the total John Bonham influence taken to even a heavier level, if that's possible because he was heavy for Led Zeppelin even back in the day, but just the influence that Eric
0: Carr oozed of John Bonham was incredible to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so Carr and Bonum. who who else do you did you listen to as an early influencer uh um, those are the two main guys those
1: two are my main guys uh vinnie Appice from dio was huge on dio i just love his his fills his flutter on the snare um alex van halen of course and then uh you, you know you get down the road a little bit guys like mike portnoy and, and drummers like that that just uh uh, Vinnie Paul from Pantera, all oh, that's, uh, Nick Menza. So, you know, through the eighties and stuff, I was pretty much, you know, kind of, and I, I hate to call it glam, but it was just talented rock to me. <laughs> right on. Those, those players were just incredible. And that's what influenced me. And then you get into the early nineties and you get that, uh, that, that Cowboys from hell and, and countdown to extinction and just the playing was such a huge influence on me on top of the, you know, the, the Eric Carr and the John Bonham type stuff. I just, yeah, just really
0: pushed me in, in that style. So creatures of the night, how, how old were you when you first heard that? I was not going on 10. Oh, wow. So that was early. Yeah.
1: And it, it kind was of impacts your
0: blood. It did started boiling it. Yeah. So, um, where'd you go from there? Like, um, you're playing, we you playing like in the house alone, listening to records. And did yep. you, did you, uh, how'd that, how'd that progress for you then? Getting uh,
1: out? so, uh, got a, I went through a couple of drum sets, uh, early on in, in, up through fifth, sixth grade. And, um, in the summertime, you know, when parents would work, I was old enough to stay home by myself. I would open up all the windows in the house and we lived in town. And I would, you know, run into people, you know, at the park or something. It's like, man, we heard you car down the street playing. And I think that's probably why I play so hard to this day is because I was playing. I wanted people to hear it. And I wanted that feedback, you know, later down the road. But I would lift the windows and just, and I would put my stereo, the volume with headphones on, volume all the way up. And just that's how I learned to play. I was playing to Boston and Kiss and... I even threw on Lionel Richie for mom, you know, and and did that type
0: of stuff. And, uh, that, that's where it brewed from. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just making it happen, feeling, feeling rock and roll and playing playing it, yeah, playing it loud and proud. Just getting excited
1: that you figured out that lick or something. You're like, wow, did I just do that? You know, at, at 10, 11, 12 years old. Like, okay let's start figuring out the rest of this stuff, you know, <laughs> let's go. So, uh, so guitar, unfortunately took a back seat for a long time. Cause I, 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 I just was drawn to the drums more at the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what was your, um, what was your draw to the guitar then as a secondary it's it is secondary, right? Like you are. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like At home, yeah, the kid. yeah. I mean, yeah. it seems
0: like it's really your number
1: one, yeah. That's the most natural. Um, you know, now that I'm older and I've spent years on guitar, I mean, I, I'm fluent, I'm not great, I, I know enough to write and uh, make up things, which was what spurred me younger. It's like, I want to, you know, I didn't care about playing in somebody else's songs, I want to write my own, I want to make my own ideas, that type of thing, and um, so. I, I down the road I got to the guitar but it was just all about drums for me at younger age and uh I had just had a knack for watching the guys I was playing with and picking up some of the things they were doing and then listening and then watching I was like okay that's that's how he did that on that record I see what he's doing Um I was just a visual guy where I could pick up on what people were doing how they were doing it and I would figure it out and that's kind of even with the drums you know videos or watching other people play and whatnot this is kind of the route i took never had any lessons just did it all on my own just self-taught so
0: how how are you um able to meet other people that were playing music in in thorn thornville ohio fortunately for
1: me um we had a small circle of guys close to my age that were playing so there was a band or a few guys um, that had a band and the drummer moved away. And, um, I was already kind of friends with them. And, uh, I mean, we, we knew each other from sports playing football mostly and whatnot. And, uh, it ended up like, Hey man, we got this band. You want to try it? And I'm like, yeah. So I was 14 years old and I was playing out at 14, you know, doing gigs, doing the fair and doing swimming pools and things like that. And I got with those guys and they, uh, they were all a year older than me except for one guy who was same grade and whatnot. And that went on for about six years playing that, with my first band, six about six years. Yeah. That's pretty good. It was cool, man. Yeah. 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 So it was like uh I was such a sports nut, you know, and I was uh, you know, I played football and whatnot, and that was my first love at the time. But drums and music was right there, so it was like
0: coincided. They
1: were side by side.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was, um, that got you through, um, you know, teen late teens probably. Yeah. Late eight. teens, early
1: twenties. And then, um, I started to branch out. Um, uh, my guy, uh, my dad worked with some guys that had a band and my dad's like, man, you gotta hear this guy. His voice is incredible. You got to get with these guys, you know? So I started to branch outside of my, um, uh, you know, my high school buddies group. We all kind of branched off and did our own thing anyway. So it was just kind of the way that went. And then uh, after one year of college, I came home and I was like, you know, I, I just, I want to focus on this music thing. And uh, it happened to be with uh, a guy that my dad worked with that got me into that metal who just had an incredible voice. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us, Steve Ferry. But uh, we just connected right away. And uh, we were together off and on for 20 years oh wow yeah doing things so uh but uh that's kind of got roped in and we got in you know i did my first show at del rosa in 92 i graduated high school in 91 my first show was in october of 92 opening for shock 2 so ricky marlino and those guys ricky soga and whatnot we did the weekend you know they headlined yeah we opened up i was in a band called savage lullaby at the time which was on the z rock loud knuckle cd you know, local who seemed to be playing us every Saturday night, which was pretty awesome, even though it wasn't me on the recording. So they recorded the album, fired a drummer, and, and hired me, And uh, but I was still out there promoting it, you know, doing the Elephant Bar party, CD release, all that stuff. Oh, back. wow. Yeah, way back then. These way. are places, man. Right? You
0: yeah. know, early 90s. All that stuff was long gone, unfortunately. But, uh, Yeah 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 the venues are right yeah, yeah unfortunately yeah alpha bar have some ours. new ones though that, that have popped up we do are, have some incredible ones yes. they're doing doing some really awesome things um so that you know so so early 90s then you, you're really you're in the thick of it because that's when i got my feet wet so to speak on the
1: locals like outside of thornville newark zanesville you know i was you know i was hungry
0: think this yeah, is what i want to do got in with some some great guys it seems because those are those are top-notch bands and venues that were you know uh, of that time yeah yeah so it started in
1: 92 and uh you know i went through a couple of different bands and whatnot and uh we discussed off off the air my first national was you know being a kiss fan i got to open up fresh freely that was my first national act at the al rosa i was in a band called slap silly at the time And uh, I was, you know, I was in and out with them for a few years, up to early 2000. And uh, after 95, I uh, formed my own band with uh, a band called Trinity. And, uh, you know, we went on to do countless, countless national acts. And, uh, you know, through the years, I've done almost probably 50 national act shows. Which, which venues were you, were you, uh, in front of, uh, Rosa, Newport, uh, play Polaris. So, you know, I got to open up for Paul Rogers, Corey Stevens and Leonard Skinner side stage, of course, like a lot of our, our local friend bands did. Uh, we did that. That was incredible. You know, 40,000 people.
0: Yeah. I mean. (laughs) <laughs> Not too many people get that, man. Yeah, yeah. So it, that was incredible. Kept, it kept your interest high, right? This music thing that you were
1: it did pursuing. It, that's is what <laughs> it's what we were after, you know. It's what we were after at the time. Just you know, we wanted to make it and uh, all that good stuff, you know,
0: pushing. Keep keep pushing. Yeah. Keep rolling with it. Yeah. So um, wow, so fit so fifty plus shows. You're you know really in the mix of uh, national acts and whatnot at the, the top venues that Columbus really had at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, shared stage with many, you know,
1: of our good friends, we know, Saddleback and few and Hill Jack. I mean, I remember doing the blitz bashes up at uh, club 161 doing great white and quiet riot and Jackal and, you know, and, uh, along with our friends now, you know, people that may not remember, you know, Saddleback, you know, those guys are clever Lang now almost. And, you know, just just some immensely talented dudes we did shows with all through those years fighting, trying to get to the, to what we thought we wanted, but we, you know,
0: I didn't get there. Some other guys did, but you know, (laughs) that's all good. I don't know, man. It it, it sounds like you, you, I mean, even at that point you were on a great, great, great track and you still are, you know, I will say it don't suck. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's not where I would like to be, but you know what? Yeah. I get to write. I get to record my own music. I get to put it out now. That's the one advantage to the way things are now. You know, we don't have record companies and, and all that support of, A uh, and R people. now it's the only a good thing about nowadays is you can write and record your own stuff at home. I mean, you can go to the studio and get it done too, but, and put that out there. It's like, I tell everybody, you know, I put it out an album a year ago. I did that for me. Yeah, I, I did. I did it for me. I didn't care. I don't care if you don't, if you don't like it or you do love it, I, I'll i give you thank yous and all that stuff. But that's just for me. That's a part of me that
0: I got to get out there that cover playing covers. Just don't do it. You know what I mean? Agreed. Yeah. No, I know. I, I can relate. I mean, I've, I've got a couple of tunes out there um, that uh, are, are, are there for the same purpose. You know, yeah. something you want to, you want to, it's a goal Yeah. To, to just put it out there don't know where that music came from but it's there right and it's you and it's a concept yeah and uh it's fun it's good stuff it is. and you were so you were you recording yourself through the 90s and uh, into like the millennial year then while you're playing live with a couple of these bands at these these fabulous venues
1: yeah so around 97 98 99 uh, the band I was in at the time, Trinity, uh, slash Seventh cents. Cause we broke up got together, realized there was probably a million Trinities out there. <laughs> so we went with the seventh sense, uh, name and we recorded a bunch together and, uh, put out a, uh, five or six song EP at the time. And, you know, the blitz fortunately at the time was on board with us playing us every weekend. You know, they had the local, I forget what they call it. The, the local show. Yeah. And, uh, they were playing, spending us, it seems like, every weekend, which was beneficial. And it seemed like at the time, from mid-'90s to early 2000s, we were, we were at the Al Rosa at least once a month opening for a national, it seemed like. So, you know, not realizing back then, you know, we were getting a great opportunity, but, you know, we had to sell tickets and all that stuff, which was kind of eh. Now we look at that and it's like, nah, that was not healthy, but at least we got to do this, you know, we, you know, we got exposure out of it essentially, you know, and Rick Catello was always cool. He always paid us, you know, for a amount of technique. He'd give us a dollar or two off each ticket we sold. So it wasn't total, a total loss, you know, but you he's get to play done, in front of 800 people, you know, he's done
0: so much for so many. Man. He has,
1: he was amazing. What he a, was amazing. A great, he still
0: is great yeah. guy. Yeah. Is he still, do you know if he's still involved with, with, um, you know, after, after the El Rosa, I don't think Kinda. he is, but occasionally I've ran into
1: him. Like I've ran into him at Turtle Creek twice. Oh, cool. Which was really cool. And he comes up and he pinches me on, pinches my fat face. He says, I haven't seen you in so long. He pinches me <laughs> like, hey, how you doing? You know, because there's just those relationships you built through the years. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he, and he was always amazing. I got a cool story, if you don't mind. I'll no, tell you about Riccatello. It's all good. So we had a gig. I was in uh, Trinity at the time slash seven cents and we got the uh, opening slot for warrant and uh so Janie and the boys were coming to town we were opening they show up well they've got another band with them which was jamie st james of black and blue <laughs> yeah black and blue was you know a great 80s band miss mystery and all that stuff who tommy Thayer went on to play with kiss and uh anyway so we get there to do the show and they show up and janie has got this other band with him and they're like, hey, we got this band. And Rick's like, well, you didn't tell me you was bringing another band. And this is how cool he was and how he stuck up for local wax and whatnot. Um, He goes, well, he goes, they can play, but they're going on before Trinity. And they're like, what? You know, trying to give Rick crap and whatever. Yeah. And he goes, I guarantee you that band sold more tickets than they did. You're going on first. <laughs> <laughs> That has stuck Good. with me for years.
0: How incredible he integrity, stuck. right? Integrity,
1: right? So we had we had no business, really. I mean, technically, we had no business going on after them, but but you did. We appreciate you, damn right, we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciated it, and that right there always stuck
0: with me. What how Rick treated locals? Yeah. That's that's freaking awesome, right? Speaks volumes. It does. Sweet. So. Um, trinity then is that is that like um where'd you come off of from there
1: uh went out of trinity uh and uh i don't know took a year or so off and then uh did some other things and then uh it ended up being a thrust early 2001 2002 which was essentially still uh myself the singer and the bass player from Trinity seven Cents. And right. we just got a different guitar player and we did some shows. We did docking warrant and some stuff with Del Rose and whatnot. Did some recording, never got it released unfortunately. Um and then about there is when I, I took a hiatus to uh you know, raise my my boys and so the early two thousand yeah two thousand two. I I was off until yeah. really, I mean technically until two thousand twelve took about 10 years off I did like I told you earlier off air I uh I did a few filling gigs for you know blues bands and open jams that type of stuff but nothing serious that took me away from home for very long you know because I was focused on raising my family so yeah and then uh, 2012 was when I uh, got on the chillin' Sun wagon with uh, Kenny Kanowski from Steel Steelheart so, so how did that come about for you I, uh, well, I'd heard about him being in town just from friends and whatnot. Uh, had some friends that were in touch with him and
0: actually brought up my name to him and vice versa. How did you learn about, um, his band though? I mean, the um, Heart, I mean, was that just a popular? Oh, Steelheart for me was huge in high school. So their album, key, their first album came out in
1: 1991 and that was my senior year in high school. Okay. And I'll never let you go. That ballad was huge was huge and um and then of course down the road you we get the movie rockstar yep, with the song we all die young which kenny wrote with Mealy from steelheart and from that moment the minute i saw that movie it's like top five movie for me one of my favorite soundtracks and we all die young is one of my favorite songs period just extremely well written
0: and where, where was steelheart from were they were they from ohio or was that oh. no
1: uh, i believe uh mealy was from the connecticut
0: area so east coast east coast Band. and then they ended up in la so you were just in tune to that genre i, that, I was that flavor of music I, I was these guys became a favorite of yours yeah all
1: that you know that stuff out of the 80s the you know the technical hard rock flair you know right. people call it hair bands you call it whatever but I call it good music. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It don't matter. You just like what you like. Yeah, we like like what we like.
1: And that's just kind of, you know, that was the sign of the time, so to speak. Uh, Steelheart was huge, you know, along with Slaughter and all those bands that were coming out at the time. Sure. and um, But that, you know, that movie came out, that song, and then, you know, Fears down the road. I'm in the band with the guy that wrote
0: that song. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but how, so how did that happen though? I mean, cause so you're a fan <laughs> of the band, right? Right. And right. They're, co- they're coming to town. Yeah. That so, was the first opportunity you had to like, maybe get close to them personally.
1: Yeah. So it was, it was chilling Ohio. sun at that point. It wasn't steel heart. It was just, you know, a uh, little backstory. So, um, Kenny married, uh, a girl from Heath, Ohio, which he met in LA. And um, they needed to get out of California and just take a break. And her dad was ill. He moved back here with her. And they were literally 15 minutes from my house. And um, I had heard this and that and the other, and, you know, about him being in town. And so I decided to go to a show. It was over at Captain Jack's. <laughs> and I went to a show. I was like, I got I to check this out because I love Steelheart. I love We All Die Young. And uh, I went to the show and I'm seeing all these people I ain't seen in years because I've been off the scene, you know, right. all, almost 10 years. And they're like, hey, man, what's going on? These guys are great and all that stuff. I say, like, yeah, these guys are killer. <clears throat> and, of course, I got jokes. <laughs> I go, they're great. I said, but they're missing one thing. And they go, what? I go, me. <laughs> right on. <laughs> because I was like, I see these guys, I was like,
0: I need to be in this band. I really Oh my did. God, dude. That is that that is a great goal. Uh, uh, yeah. And so next day or so
1: I emailed Kenny through YouTube. I was like, Hey man, I'm like fifteen minutes from you. I know your drummer lives in New York and yada yada yada. You know, just doing whatever I can. Try to sure. try to get, try a, to get a, a foot attention. in the door, yeah. yeah. And I got nothing
0: <laughs>
1: for about five, six months. And out of the blue, I get a message. From Kenny, he's like, hey, man, you, uh, you interested in trying out for the band? Oh, my God. Because he finally eventually got around to checking out the videos and stuff I sent him. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I went over to his house, and it was uh, three of us. uh bass player wasn't there. He had to work. And, uh, you know, we went through some songs. And I, I knew some of his original material that he released with Chillin' Sun prior, you know, some CDs some friends had gave to me. And I was listening to it, and I knew it. And I showed up to this audition. You know, we're doing Ozzy over the mountain, Dio Rainbow in the dark. We're doing all this cool stuff. We all die young, of course. And uh, I was like, well, "Hey, man!" I said, "What about this song and that song?" He
0: goes, "You know that?" So well, you're naming his songs. I'm naming his, his songs. songs, and you know them because he's a favorite band of yours, right? right?
1: So it's material. We went through a couple of songs, and uh, we had—I I really had a great time.
0: I was nervous, dude, and I don't—I usually don't
1: get nervous, but man, just. Being in a room with that guy—he's so immensely talented, so incredible. Not only could he play guitar, with the likes—I mean, he just had a Randy Rhodes feel to some of this stuff. But vocally, he was just incredible—just soaring vocals. And uh, next day, I get the get the email says, "You're in." Oh my
0: god! Yeah, so I'd been off ten years, essentially. And you're in with uh, uh, in a hero—a uh, <laughs> hero of yours. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's just an example of setting sights on something that would would be so—I don't know—fulfilling for you. It was. It was, and, and it, it then, was incredible. And then creating that future for yourself.
1: Yeah. It, it took it took a handful of shows for me to to knock that nerve off to be like, man, am I really on stage with this guy? Even though we were playing local pubs and bars and whatnot, just that. I mean, most people knew, but just how talented this guy was. Like, man, am I really playing drums for this guy? Because he was just so—he
0: was just so good, man. I mean, it was just like stupid good. So, the the, the, what was the name at that point? Then Chilling Sun was the name of the band. So you were in there. What was that band doing at the time?
1: Uh, They were already playing out, um, not playing out as much as they wanted because, like I said, uh, mentioned their drummer was in New York and he was traveling here to do gigs. Yeah, and that was kind of my shoe in. Like, I'm local you know, I'm just down the road. And then all of a sudden he's got a home studio. I'm like at his house recording, you know, our, our album and whatnot. So it, it just, uh, it kind of fell into place.
0: Yeah. So what all did you contribute toward chillin' and sun then during your tenure?
1: Uh, you know, the normal stuff is if you want to talk about the cover band and of things, you know, I, I helped book bands and help promotions. I did all the flyers like I've always done for years for other bands. And then, uh, um you know i, I we he decided he said like, hey man you want to do the drums on this album and i went uh yeah wow so him and i uh did the first and son album and uh, i did all the drums i helped write one song that was that unfortunately because you, know, you know he's kenny kanowski he don't need my help
0: <laughs> you know so but I um contributing member though right i mean yeah did all the drum work did all the drum work
1: did all that stuff and helped produce the album actually wasn't you know i was there uh you know turning dials and we need this we need that and all that stuff and it, it was just bringing the dynamics in that you knew were yeah. there and we had a kid right yeah we did all the the recording at his house but we went and mixed the uh the album at uh at the time fish tank audio with jack Campatelli. he was incredible he's in nashville now killing it Uh, he packed up and moved his studio down to there. But, uh, you know, we did all that stuff together. It was the three of us, man. That was it. We put it out there. And and fortunately, it sold worldwide, you know. And then he moved, unfortunately. (laughs) He wanted me to go, but, you know, I had kids and stuff. He begged me to go to California with him. And I I couldn't do it. Well, you
0: had your priorities. I did. You know, family first, no matter what. What an experience. Yeah yeah absolutely it's a good deal so um what happened after Chillin' son then i mean i know that you know kenny's no longer with us Yeah, he, there he was passed. a lot that changed yeah yeah it was uh it was a tough time
1: um he left and i really man to be honest i was heartbroken about it like, sure i mean I can, I can only imagine because i wanted to be there and him and i spent so much time together like more than more time than people realize, you know, and, uh, we were in that studio we're working and writing and recording and all that stuff. And, uh, and then boom, he's like, I'm out and I'm going back to LA. And I was happy for him, but I was also crushed at the same time. Cause I, you know, I knew there was a, a chance that he was going to jump back on board was still hurt. So, uh, there was that, but, uh, and then I was just like, well, you know, he got me back into this, this love. And I've, and I've got the bug to write and record. So I started writing and recording all my own stuff and, um, it did shining East for a while, you know, got to open, they did the blue stone for uh, get behind a badge with shining East opening up for burning rain, which is, uh, key St. John from Montrose, uh, Matt Starr from Ace Freely, uh, guitar player from Dio and Whitesnake, Doug Aldrich, and got to, you know, share the stage with those guys. And, um, kind of started there. I was like, you know, at that point I was, I'm hungry. Right. I, I don't want to give this up. Oh yeah. So, um, you know, did the shining East thing for a while and that, that was a couple of years. And then I, and then I started hopping in between bands, you know, just searching for something to do. And even though all along, I want to be writing recording, you know, I went from shining East to, I don't know, fuck rocks. There's, or, there's a lot in it, there. right? It, and then I, you know, I was like, you know what, I, <laughs> I'm kind
0: of a bossy personality. And I'm like, i like, I'm a, really, and I'm like, <laughs> Deanna's, she's back there just shaking her head. Yeah, he is. I was like, well, <laughs> it's who you are, man. It, you so don't apologize for yourself. No, uh, no I do not. No, I know? do not.
1: So I did. I started one bad mother thing and and that went, you know, several lineups for about five, six years. Yeah. And I, you know, I ran the show hands down. I did old booking. I did set list, you know I mean if guys had a song that I thought was worthy we would do that we had them I want to make people happy sure I, I would to be a total ass but uh, I you know I had a vision that's yeah. what I wanted to do and that ran its course I got really tired man I just did I just I was like a yeah. busy band it was it really was, it really was. I got tired and you know with my back health and whatnot I was like I really need to take it easy and. Uh, I was like, I'm going to re- record my album. I want to get this done. Right. This yeah. is about me time. And, yeah, you know, man. forget about the cover thing. And, and I, I worked on that. And then I did, I released that album last, yeah, last year, this time, almost it's been it's out just, about a year. Just, just about a year. Yeah, yeah. Just about a year. I released that album. It's a uh, five songs. And,
0: uh, what's fi- it, what's, so what's the name of your album? That's out. It's out there.
1: Yeah. Through the fire. I mean, it's through on the it, fire. Yeah. It's on out. It's my name, Jason Levitt through the fire. It's on Apple. It's on all platforms, Spotify, Pandora, you know, Facebook, if you pull up songs on Facebook
0: or Instagram, I mean, it's all on there and stuff. So it's it, really good that you have, you have a mix of original and you have some, some, uh, some music that you've covered. Yeah. As yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's really a rockin', rockin' album. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, I,
1: I have a heavy influence, you know. Um, and for you know, guitar-wise, I, like, I, like I say, I'm not a great guitar player, so things are probably simple. Kind of like in the Kiss vein, keep it simple, stupid type of thing. Outside of some of the guitar solos, uh, you know, uh, I mean, Kenny, uh, while he was still with us, cut the guitar solo for of my songs, and then, of course, he did a guitars and bass on the Chart Rock City. Uh, but the rest of the album is all me as far as guitars and bass and drums and uh, two songs I sing. Um, Steve Ferry sang two, and Chris Kyle um, wrote the the words and lyrics to the noose to my music. And that's thank you for Lynn. You put that that's your advertisement was my song. man, dude. I was so humbled. I'm trying. I, I couldn't yeah, believe you, know, you did
0: that. Uh, I did that because, um, well, you know, the podcast is is intended to try to present the columbus ohio local level music scene which is very diverse very but, much so. but but the big the big presence is rock i mean it's it's popular rock and pop is popular it's where a lot of the venues are are on are, track are, but but my my connections or rock oriented, right? Right. And um, so um, I'll, I'll, I'll try to trade up the background music, and I always try to pick something that's you know geared toward a, a local artist. But um, I remember listening to your album when it was first released, and that that song, the Noose, that guitar riff, and and I love to play guitar, but that just really kind of stuck with me. I thought, man, that that one section, that you know, really would be um, kind of cool with. What I had going on with that um, that advertisement or that pro- right. that promo pack, it was perfect, dude. It was dude, I, I loved it. I, I about died. I, I think I texted Hopefully you immediately. You some royalties for that too, because it came right out of Spotify. <laughs> I mean, how I mean, that
1: machine works? Yeah, right. I have, like I told you earlier, I haven't checked. You know, that's the least of
0: my worries. Uh, you know, I just wanted to put it out there. It's it's, it's from, fine round. You know, it's good. Yeah, it's got your name and everything in there. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. We um, yeah, it's uh, I I just thought it was perfect uh, for for that for that promo. So grateful, man. I thank you. That's, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I was like, he's
1: got my song on his, I got what? your
0: song out there, dude. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Oh, there'll be more, there'll be more, um, tap, tap some of those others and then maybe get some other artists, uh, you know, to, to help be part of that. Um, but, uh, you know, um, you, you, you really led and you've really driven, you know, your vision through, um, you know, you brought a lot of musicians in, you've had some great, Great guys that have that have worked with you. Absolutely. Um, and you were going to focus on more uh, original I, I production was. and uh, kind of take a little hiatus. But oh. something happened, obviously, <laughs> right? Like, like, like I think you touched on it earlier. But I, yeah,
1: I did. I did. I really just wanted to focus on writing uh, because I've got so many ideas. I got so many songs. Sit. I, I've got a good couple albums, at least, worth of material sitting at home. And uh, some of it's recorded, some of it's demoed. Uh, you know, a lot of it's just slacking guitar solos or, or, or words. You know, the music's there, that type of thing. And uh, I thought after one bad mother, man, I, I was. I was just fried, you know. I'm having issues with tinnitus in my left ear severely. And, I, you know, I've been my back's been unhealthy for years. And uh, I thought, man, I'm just going to step away. I want to stay at home. And uh, record, just record constantly. I just want to put songs. I want to put music out constantly. Like I say, I don't care if anybody else likes it. I really don't. I know that maybe sounds weird to people, but it's all about us I mean, and what makes us happy and what we'll, you know what drives us. And that's really what I want to do. And I still want to do that. But um, you know, I, I've made a lot of good friends and acquaintances and, and with this music scene here in Columbus, and uh, Rico was one of them. And we've been hanging out for a few years, you know. I go see Distorted Silence. He, you know, he comes see One Bad Mother at the time, and and several other bands. You know, we we have a lot of mutual support in our in our music community, which is pretty damn amazing, man. It really is. Um, you know, because back in the day, I'll be the first to admit. You know, being a former athlete, i pretty damn. <laughs> competitive man, I, I just competitive. I was. It's just it's who I it was, and and I got older, and you know I've always had new musicians friends through the years, but I just like you know what I need to change my tone, I, I need to change my tune. These are some cool people. These are amazing musicians. These are great bands. Let's let's get on board with supporting each other, and that's just kind of where I've been for a while. It's been a long time, but uh, you know back to what I'm doing now. You know I've been distorted science for a year. And, uh, you know, like I say, was hanging out with, uh, Rico or Anita, got, you know, hanging out with Dan prior to being in the band and we, we'd all just shoot the shit and have a good time, you know, go see other bands. Or if I was out seeing them, they would see me and, and it just kind of fell when I was trying to do retirement <laughs> Rico just like, Hey man, our our drummer's quitting, man. You want to jump on board with us? And I was like, and it, it really took a couple months. And, and I felt bad because, you know, I'm, you know, I'm good friends with those guys. And I'm like, I, I just, I don't know where I'm at right now. It took me a minute to clear my head. You know, you can even ask DM. <laughs> Look, I was like, he's messing with me again. I just don't know what to tell the guy. I just don't, you know, because uh, I've gotten my mind. Once I set my mind to something, it's really hard for me to get off of it. <laughs> Nobody asked you, DM, actually. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so we had a meeting I was like, you know, all right, man, let's, uh, let's talk, we'll talk about some things and uh, talk about the direction and whatnot. I know they've had a certain, um, you know, templates that they've used for years. And and I come from a little bit different template and um, let's mesh those together and get this headed into a direction that takes us hopefully to another level. And I'd I'd like to think that we've done that um, in the last year. Really progressed different songs, different type songs, uh, more lady friendly songs as far as covers go. Getting people dancing. And, you know, if if the ladies are there, man, the guys are going to be right behind them, kind of thing. And uh, it it may not necessarily be what I want to play because I don't. I'd rather be playing Van Halen, Kiss, Led Zeppelin, and, you know, Dio and all that stuff constantly. But, you know, that stuff's 40 years old now. Where's the market for that now? There's a small market for it. You still do a little bit of it. And, and cause people still do want to hear that. But at the end of the day to get into better venues and whatnot, you, you got to get the ladies dancing you and, do. and that's kind of where we're formula. at now. That, yeah,
0: It really is And um, different bands I think have their favorites, but, um, I, I, I agree with you. I think the formula really is, um, popular, I don't want to say oldies, but like, like classic rock iconic rock type stuff in the, in that first, um, first set of three you know yeah we actually and then kind do too, but in yeah and the second sets were really kind of you know danceable material is a must to yeah. keep keep them you know sprinkle it in that first set but the yeah. second sets really got to keep keep that party rolling yeah to, to keep them and then roll into you know I don't know sometimes you can throw an original song in that third set which is kind of fun to do maybe
1: but. one of these days I'll get these guys there to do that I, I, yeah, I mean, I mean Rico's even mentioned about doing one of my tunes, which is cool. I'm like, eh, I'd rather not do that, and let's do something together kind of thing. So, but, uh, yeah, just focus. We've really changed the template, and I, I, I know some, you know, there's a few people like, well, you guys are not as heavy as you used to be, and, and whatnot, but, yeah, but now we're getting more gigs and, you know, better venues and whatnot, and you know, because we're, you know, ladies want to dance to what we're playing. So at the end of the day, you, you know, people, you, you got to satisfy them a little bit, take your ego out of it, which took me years <laughs>
0: to figure out. To so come back around. So if you're going to be playing out, you know, in the Columbus area, yeah. Yeah. Dance is a must. Yep. Absolutely. The girls just like to shake the booties, man. Yeah. Just, there's so much, there's so much though. You You can dance to rock. Most of it you can. It depends on what girl you ask. Well, it depends on who's behind the kit, right? Well, Too, true that. Yeah, there's some fast dan- there's some fast drummers out there. Hey, speaking of which, yeah, I had the pleasure of sharing the stage with you once. Remember that? <laughs> well, um, I think you came to Pub and Gehanna. Pub and Gehanna. You guys got me <clears throat> up. And we saw you in the. Uh, it was on the. Was a patio gig. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and Frank, our our bass player, is like, Jason Lawrence here. We're gonna get him off here. We think do it, cause dude, we we didn't think you would we didn't think you would come up and oh, play. Why not? But we did. We 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 did. We played. Uh, we played. Funky played music, that funky music. Funky baby. music. You know, had a Telecaster. Had yeah. That little rhythm going on that thing. Yeah, we played a couple of things. I can uh, two or three songs. Jeff that. was wailing the, the solos. Man, it was, yeah. it was good stuff. It was good stuff. Yeah, it was good time. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. We, we both remembered that. Absolutely. That's good time. Got a memory like an elephant. Unfortunately, I, I do too. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, what, what's the funniest thing that's happened to you? You have a funny story on the road.
1: Uh, you know I don't. Anybody I don't know. Can you can tell. I, you know, back in the day, during the hour of days and stuff. I mean, there would be brawls flying on stage, that type of thing. You know, I there for a while, I had like four of them hanging from my drum set. <laughs> you know, every time we played there, but that's about it really yeah. you know i i was uh i was never that crazy party type guy back in the day and you know i mean i might have a few drinks and whatnot but i i was all about presentation focus uh being professional that type of thing so uh
0: i think there was other bands having way more fun than i was <laughs> it's tough for the drummer it is i think it's tougher for the drummer because you have all that gear you got to come in if you don't have a crew you're setting it up yourself. Right. Taking I, all your time. I do miss that about the Chillin' Sun usually We had Brody's, man. You're kind of coming back around, you know? Yeah. When did Spawn drums come, come into the picture for you? Uh,
1: late 2012, 2013. Um, I was uh, you know, searching, trying to get an endorsement deal. And uh, Kenny was really helpful. Kenny Kanowski at the time from Chillin' Sun. He's like, dude, you gotta do this. You gotta do this because you know he had he had some endorsements with some pedals and stuff like Morley or something. I can't remember. He had some endorsement stuff going on. He's like, dude, any chance you get, get endorsement, get some free stuff. Blah blah blah. I'm like, okay. So uh, I was reaching out to a couple different uh, drum manufacturers, and I came across Spawn and uh, reached out to them, and they were so you know easy to work with and interested and like the minute i sent them the channel sun stuff they were all over me which was I'm thankful for brian spawn's incredible so they built my the kit i'm still using the same kit today it's 10 years old when i first got it it was gold mirror and just it's got so many miles on it it was getting scuffed it looked good from a distance but it almost made me sick to sit behind it and see how scratched up it got you know but those guys, you know, they put me on the website, you know, my name's up there, the the, the kit's up there, and they still promote. Uh, recently, my good buddy Michael Wharton from the Lost Boys, you know, he was in a divide for years. He's one of my drummer bros, you know, him and Holman and, and, and whatnot. And he, he's like, man, he's he's all about redoing drums and getting new skins on and wraps on it. And I'd just never done it before. I really knew nothing about it, but... Uh, um so I took my drums apart. and He's like, man, bring that over. We'll do it. I got some new... Ra- so I essentially got a new Spawn drum set for $85. Oh, man. Because him and I spent uh, about four or five hours rewrapping my kit. And uh, it just turned out amazing. He's incredible. Such a good... Number one, he's a good drummer. And he's such a good dude. So shout out to my boy, Michael Wharton, man, for helping me get that. But uh, ever since I've, I've redone that, even Spawn still, they'll put that... My new drum set on their website or on their Instagram page and share it and stuff. So, it's it's a nice endorsement to have, man. To have that
0: behind you and still support you after ten years. Yeah, and you've been wearing it well and playing it well. Ah, thank you, man. Know, and it's good good that you still have that relationship rolling forward. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Jason, man, Lynn, you got a lot of gigs lined up with with this cover band. Um, yeah, Distorted Silence. Um, great group of guys you're working with. Absolutely. Um, we going to keep an eye out for your upcoming original album. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to getting that done.
1: I've got some, uh, you know, I've got some different type stuff, you know, I've got some old school stuff mixed in with some newer type stuff and, uh, to see where it goes. You know, I'm looking to, I'm not big on my own voice singing. I mean, I've done it. There's a couple of songs on the last album, but I'm looking at getting a couple other, getting some more help. Oh, somebody with better voices to, to you know, give a better approach to the songs and whatnot. Nice, But outside of that, you know, like I said before, the drums, guitars, and bass, they're all there.
0: They're it, done. It's all you. Yes. You've, been, you've been working on that stuff. I have. Yes, And we're looking forward to that coming out too, man. Good deal. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really appreciate you coming here. I
1: appreciate you having me,
0: man. This is incredible what you're doing. Episode 51. <laughs> and I'm 51. Imagine that. 51, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm, good I'm an old man. It's good timing. <laughs> Deanna's been quiet. Hanging out. She's awesome. That's my lady, man. She's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming with him. Yeah. Um, gotta keep, somebody's got to keep me in line. She seems like she does. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. Let's well, let's keep it PG here. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. Um, episode fifty one. Jason Levitt, thanks for being here. Thank you, Lynn. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Awesome, man. Thank you all for listening. Bye, bye.